Welcome to the Wrigley Report Podcast. This is Big Cynical Ben. I will be your host. Got a treat for you today. I'm going to rant a little bit. And then we have two interviews with two of our writers from the Wrigley Report. First, we have Matthew Ong, the Onger. He's going to stop by. He's going to talk about pitching. I'm going to give him my three questions of the day. And then Ryan Tadich, the elite analyst. He is coming in to clean up. And we're going to go over the same stuff, see Ryan's take on this beautiful uh, series victory against the Dodgers. Would have been a sweep, should have been a sweep. But no. Pitching, pitching, pitching. I'm not going to bore you guys off the top. Let's go over the particulars. You can find us at medium.com slash the-wrigley-rapport. R-A-P-P-O-R-T That's where you can find all our articles You can find us on Twitter At Wrigley Rapport You can find this podcast on Twitter At Wrigley Podcast And you can find me On Twitter At Big Ben KC Little culture, little politics Not all baseball all the time Always bad jokes Always dad jokes Let's start off where I love to start off. Good news. We took two out of three from the Dodgers. Oh, revenge is so sweet. Every time I see Puig get up to bat, I just want him to flail as he hits a warning track fly ball. Because that dude gets so emotional. It's like I'm watching Zambrano all over again. Schwarbombs, Schwarbombs, Schwarbombs. Every game Kyle Schwarber hit a home run, we won. Coincidence? Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I think not. Dare I say Schwarber's back, although he never left. He was always sitting there, number 12, my spirit animal, Schwarb. He knows the strike zone. He always knew the strike zone. That's the thing. He's got to stop trying to hit home runs and just go for solid contact. And it looks like that's what he's been doing. Yes, he's been striking out. Yes, he's been disappointing at times. But he's finally hit a couple home runs and some back-to-back games and some wins against good pitching against Striplin, who hadn't lost a game since April, taking him deep, lighting a match on the Cubs' offense. Lighting a fuse, I should say. Lighting a match. I mean, it could be the same thing, I guess. Potato, potato. Almora getting the single in walk-off fashion in the 10th inning last night was amazing because Almora should be our leadoff hitter. Albert Almora Jr. needs to plead playing center field every day with those spectacular catches he makes and be leading off this Cubs offense because the dude is in many decks. How he goes, we go. And if he gets singles, Cubs offense moves. He gets on base. He runs aggressively. This is what we need. I will preach it on my soapbox till the day it happens. Every day leadoff hitter. Period. He is better than Dex. I'm calling it now. And Hayward with solid contact. Hayward is back. I'm going to publish an article shortly about why Hayward is back, but he is back. And he is back for real. And it's because... He caught up to the fastball, but not only because he caught up for the fastball, but because he understands his limitations as a hitter. The thing about young teams you see in managing is they don't understand their limitations as a hitter. 
They Everybody wants to be the power hitter. Everybody wants to hit the long ball. Why? Because chicks dig the long ball. It's just a fact of life. You get on Sports Center's top 10 with the long ball. You get the fame and fortune of being that power hitter that everybody wants in their Nike commercials. But that doesn't win games. Long balls don't hit games. And it annoys me to no end on Cubs fans who thinks that if we don't hit long balls, we're not going to win the World Series. I hate to tell you this, but long balls are icing on the cake to an offense. Offense is built off of the bunts. Offense is built off of the singles, off of the seeing eye singles to the infield, off of aggressive running on the base pads, off of getting the single or getting the pop fly deep enough to score the guy from third base. That's what we need to do as an offense. That's what the Cubs need to do to be an elite offense again. Because in 2016, if you go back and watch the games from 2016, we didn't care how we scored runs. We didn't aim for the basket. We didn't swing for the fences. Nobody was talking about swing angle back in 2016. You know why? Because we were scoring runs any way we could. And that's what mattered. Winning games by scoring runs. You get guys on base, you move them over, and you get them in. You do not lead the league in left on base like the Cubs have been doing for the first half of the season. You do not lead the league in strikeouts with runners in scoring position. You do not lead the league in errors when you're playing defense. This is how we won the World Series. This is the team the Cubs need to be. And if we're going to get there again, we've got to fit back into the archetype where we score runs at any way we can and we get outs any way we can. And that includes having your best three in the outfield. And right now, Almora, Hayward, and Schwarber are making the case. That's it. That's my three. Ian Happ, you're good, but you're not great. And until you stop striking out, you're not going to be my left fielder. Until you start getting contact, you're not going to be my center fielder. And until you stop humiliating yourself and an 0-2 count, you're not going to be my right fielder. Because Jason Hayward at least makes contact with the ball. You're a strikeout artist, Ian Happ. You've got to learn to adapt or you've got to learn that AAA is your future home. Let me go back to game one. Game one of the doubleheader. The Cubs lost. Let's dissect it. And no, it's not what you think. Joe Madden is a patient man to a fault, and he trusts his relievers to a fault. And relievers will fail. That's not why I want to go back there. I want to go back to the inning where the ball dropped helplessly between our three defensemen in shallow right field. Ian Happ, Jason Hayward, Ben Zobrist. They converge on a little bloop by Puig. The little bloop that would have ended the threat. And they let it drop between them because nobody took the... Just got to calm down. Nobody took the occasion to call for the ball. Okay, somebody's got to be a leader. Somebody's got to get in there and call for the ball and catch it. And I saw three Cubs players pull a Royals for crying out loud and not catch the ball as the run scored. We have a gold glover in right field and we have a potential gold glover in center field. Yes, Ian Happy, you do make the highlight reel. 
And we have Ben Zobrist, a veteran who has played this game and who is a leader in the clubhouse on and off the field. Nobody calls for the ball. Really? You stop that run from scoring and the ball game's tied up in the ninth inning. We're not losing. We're tied up. And we go to extra innings. And you see what happens when the Cubs go to extra innings. I'm going to go back to the ejection because the ejections where the momentum shifted because ejections get adrenaline pumping. Ejections get teams moving. Ejections get teams to focus on winning a game because they're ticked off because they got slided. So Kemp argues and the manager gets thrown out too and the Dodgers are keyed in. The Dodgers want to win this game. The Dodgers have righteous retribution on their minds and they want to humiliate the Cubs at home because their guys got thrown out for arguing balls and strikes. There is an un- In the unwritten rule book of baseball, you don't argue balls and strikes. Ted Williams would get up there and strike out and he would say, yes sir, that was a good call every time because Ted Williams knew that there's no good can come from arguing balls and strikes with an umpire. You take what you can get in the strike zone. If it's a little wider, the game's going to be over soon. If it's a little narrower, you're going to go into extra innings. But you respect the strike zone. Peterson hitting his first home run off of the second pitch from Tyler Chatwood is killing me. That was it for me. I'm Chatwood, your, your mistake. If I could DFA you, I could. But we're paying you too much money. Monty's making. Monty's made his case. He is going to be the next starter, and Chatwood's no better than a swingman. And unless Chatwood can start striking guys out in an inning, he's not going to be anything better than a, worth a bag of balls. Or and we're going to write him a check and say thanks for coming out. Now, what can happen is he can start to focus and bear down, only having one inning be responsible for instead of multiple innings. But that remains to be seen. Sometimes it looks like he's pitching with his eyes closed. And I've worked with pitching coaches that can get pitchers to pitch strikes with their eyes closed. So there's no excuse. Major League pitchers shouldn't pitch like that. Major League pitchers can hit the pit, hit the glove. Where Wilson Contreras puts it, you hit that spot. That is your job. That's why you're getting paid millions of dollars a year. You hit your spots as a pitcher or you are no better to us and you are out the door. This is a championship ball club, Tyler Chatwood. Do you want a ring or not, son? And that's it. Good defense is winning us games. Double play. Unassisted double play by Anthony Rizzo. Unassisted double play by Almago. Almago turning it, turning on the Jets on the base pads, being aggressive, going first to third, making the other team make a play, being aggressive, but being smart while being aggressive. Because everybody wants to be aggressive. Everybody wants to turn on the offense. Say, let's be aggressive on the base pads, do some hit runs. Turn it on. Well, if you don't do smart, you're going to get gunned out trying to turn a double play. You're going to be turned into a double play trying to do a hit and run on two strikes. You use your head and you give what the other team takes you. And when the Dodgers came into town looking to take a series from the Cubs, the Cubs used their heads and took what the Dodgers gave them and won that series. Next time somebody calls for a ball in shallow right field, maybe we could get a sweep. 
That's that's the big bad boogeyman. That's the Los Angeles Dodgers that embarrassed us last year in the NLCS, and we only won one game, and we took another series from them. Don't have to win them all. You just got to take two out of three. So in our next two segments, we're going to go to our interviews, and we'll see you on the flip side. In case you haven't heard, the Wrigley Report now has sponsors. That's right, Wrigleyville Sports is taking a chance on us. They're sponsoring our program. And right now, Wrigleyville Sports has a deal. Enter Spring Ship 18 at checkout and you get free shipping on orders over $25. And I got to tell you, I just saw the new July 4th 5950 caps that came in. Beautiful stars and stripes on that Cubby C. The navy blue pinstripes with the stars in the Cubs logo for the jersey. It is a thing of beauty for the 4th of July, just in time for the Midsummer Classic. And you can get yours today at WrigleyvilleSports.com. You can check out their specials on Twitter at Wrigleyville Sports. Or you can walk into their store right across from Wrigley Field, Chicago, Illinois, every day. Again, that's promo code SPRINGSHIP18. Get free shipping on orders over 25 bucks. Check it out. WrigleyvilleSports.com. Welcome back to the Wrigley Report. Joining you with Mr. Matthew Ong. The Onger is in with us this afternoon. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. Cubs won, so everything is right with the world. Especially against the Dodgers. I'll take two or three against those guys any day. Yeah. You think this is going to be a preview of another NLCS? I don't. Really? I don't. I, I, I think Washington will figure it out. I really think it's Washington. I think I think the Dodgers actually win the wild card. I think the D-backs win the, win the West. Wow, that's some bold predictions from the honor today. That's right. I just think, and I don't think, and I think Kershaw is going to get hurt again. I really do. So I'll well, speaking of dominant pitching, let's start at the top. Uh, John Lester has the, been the most dominant Cubs pitcher this season. Uh, what do you think is the key to Lester's dominance, and do you think he can take us back to the promised land? I do. I think the biggest key for Lester, man, is, you know, he's when he get strike one for him is big. He gets strike one. He's able to work ahead in the count and work and work. And he works at, a, like you saw today, he worked at a great pace. You know, he was confident with what he was throwing. There were a couple calls that didn't go his way in the opening inning, but he shook those off. And I'll tell you what, he he's been the he's supposed to be the ace, and he has been the ace today, man. To go seven innings through 119 pitches, you know, to save that bullpen which is gassed, um, was huge. I really think uh, Dave Roberts needs to think about him as a starter for the All Star game the way he's going. And I think he's taken some playbooks out of uh, the Professor Hendricks's uh, poise. He, if you take a look at young Lester, especially back with the Bow Sox and Lester mm-hmm. now, he is cool and calm and collected even when it's obvious he doesn't get the calls. And I think that's taken it a long way to him having that veteran presence on the mound and keeping the game under control, not letting the emotions of the young talent behind him get out of whack. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's kind of it's kind of funny you bring in uh, 
Hendrix because if you think about it, I made the prediction when we did this back in December. I thought he would be the best pitcher on the staff, but sadly, I've been proven wrong. Um, I thought Lester was going to get you 14, 15 wins. I thought Hendricks was poised for 16. Um, but I'm happy to hear that, or happy to say that Lester's picked up the slack and he's been the ace of the staff when I thought Hendricks was going to be the ace. And it takes a veteran to calm down the defense because I think the defense behind the pitching is going to be key losses, but there's still quality starts. I think Absolutely. that's going to be key going down the stretch. Absolutely, because what's what are the rules for a quality start? Six innings, less than three runs, something like that. Yes, you know, you got you got that from Mike Montgomery. You got that from Lester Tyler Chatwood. We'll get into that later, but you know. If Hendricks could just figure out how to limit the home run ball, he has it. Quintana's got the stuff to do with this rotation set. And we have, I mean, there were plays today. Hayward threw out, I believe, Chris Taylor at the plate. Um, Baez with the double play. Rizzo with the double play last night. You know, the defense is going to be key. And playing smart defense is going to be key as well. Speaking of the rotation, the elite rotation the Cubs have, uh, Mr. Montgomery, does he finally make the leap from swingman to number five, or what does his future hold for the Cubs? Let me put it this way. I hope he gets there. I hope he gets there because watching Tyler Chatwood reminds me of watching Carlos Marmel. But unfortunately, when we had Marmel, it was only for one inning. Tyler Chatwood could be there for five, six innings. And I tell you – to go five innings yesterday, throw 100 and whatever pitches it was, it was a nightmare. And he's lucky he had Mike Demura behind the plate who gave him calls on the corner. Otherwise, he could have had six walks, you know, six, seven, eight walks. And, I mean, Mike Montgomery, what is he, two and one in his five – or, no, one and one in his five starts. He's given up one or no runs each time. He's the first come to do that since – Jason Hamill back in 2016. Um, so, I mean, if he doesn't get in the rotation, Joe Madden better have a really good explanation as to why not, because he has earned it. He has really earned it. Using Carlos Marmol as a reference, that is a sick burn coming from the Cubs fan. <laughs> I gotta tell you, that's perfect, man. I, I mean, I could have used somebody else. I could have used... Uh, Antonio Alfonseco, but I figured... Yeah, Alfonseco. Old six fingers. Old six fingers. Uh, speaking of Chatwood, uh, what do you think happens to uh, Mr. Chatwood after you Darvish returns off the dead, uh, disabled list? Do you think he goes the way of Brett Anderson? Yes. Yeah. That was easy. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, but I think he gets a shot in the bullpen. Because if you think about it, you have... Truth be told, in the organization right now, you only have six starters. You have Lester, Hendricks, Quintana, Chatwood, and Montgomery. Because in the minors, you lost, um, what is that guy's name? Albert, uh, help me out here, Albert uh, Alzole or something? From, from Yes, the difficult to pronounce last name. Yeah, Alzole, I think his name is. And, you know, he's done for the year. We have no pitching depth in the minors, so Chet was not going to go anywhere. Do I want him to be Brett Anderson? Sure, 
but he's not going to be. He's going to move to the bullpen, or if Joe Madden remains bullheaded, he'll stay in the rotation. But I just, I don't, I, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't know why they signed him in the first place. You know, I. You could have gone out. You could have signed a Lance Lynn for cheap. You could have signed. You know, there were other people out there. Yeah, I think there's there's a disconnect somewhere with um, with Theo trying to score these bargain guys uh, for their fifth starters and second year in the row. It's really burned him picking up a, a starter that should have rounded out an elite rotation that has no business being on this rotation. And at best, he's a swing man. He, he you see pitchers like this, they just lose their their ability to control the ball mm-hmm. for no particular reason. I call it, I, I call it the miniature yips because it's like for three or four batters in a row, he can't even hit the broadside of a barn, and then all of a sudden yeah. he just locks in again. So it leads me to believe that there's something mental there, or he's or he's having issues with his hands, or he's having blisters, or something. But something's not right. And so if, if we can at least get a serviceable swing man out of this guy to come in when the starter doesn't have it, gives up four or five runs in the first couple innings, and we got to have a guy go the distance to save our bullpen, that's that's at best. At worst, he's just a liability. Absolutely. And Joe Madden's patience is going to kid us where it hurts if he keeps putting this guy in where he doesn't need to be. See, think about it. If, you know, I, they claim that his ball has a lot of movement on it, I don't buy that. I mean, if he I mean, had, a lot of movement goes over the catcher's head, maybe, but that's right. all I've seen lately. That's the claim that, you know, everybody's making. His ball has movement. But, I mean, and I wrote about, and I mentioned this to a lot of people today. I said, he doesn't miss by inches. He misses by feet. And there's, there's a big difference in baseball when you miss by inches and feet. All right. So, I don't know why. I mean, obviously, he's. In my opinion, this is going to sound redundant. Tyler Chatwood is Mike Montgomery right now, and Tyler Ch- and Mike Montgomery is Montgomery Tyler, is Chatwood. Tyler Chatwood. Meaning, Chatwood uh, Montgomery is the fifth starter, and Chatwood is just there until the Darvish comes back. Yeah, I think a lot of Cubs fans would agree with you. Um, all right, let's move to the three questions to close it out. First question. Uh, for the honor, uh, offense or defense, well, which one was a bigger key to the wins for the Cubs in the series against the Dodgers? The uh, the, the defense, uh, the defense 100%, because you had, especially in game two last night, you had the double play on the liner to first and the seventh that Rizzo caught and then slapped on the bag. And then in the bottom of that inning, I think Schwarber hit the home run, you know. So it propels them forward, and you go and you go, and, you know, so on and so forth. So, you know, it's defense defense wins championships. Yeah, Len had a crazy statistic on the on the game cast where he said 19 uh, first – 19 base runners on leadoff hitters in the 27 innings that the Dodgers faced the Cubs, and they only scored two runs off them. I mean, that's ridiculous. So the defense is definitely doing their part. Uh, second question, have the Cubs righted the ship? What's your definition of righting the ship? Are, are they not going are they, are they to go on um, games where they just stink offensively anymore? Have they found their offensive groove? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. 
No. So you I'm think we're gonna... still going to do some suffering here and going down Mainly the stretch because, in July? I mean, this team's going to strike out. And, I mean, we have Adam Dunn and Ian Happ. We have Schwarber, who can't really hit left-handed pitching. You know, one thing I like, though, is that we're starting to manufacture runs. I mean, Baez has, what, 13 steals now? 13, 14 steals, something like that? Yeah. He's, so, we're, we're swiping bags. We're being aggressive. That's what I love, too, because – and but, you know, like today, we had man on third twice and – or three times and only got him in once. Yeah. You know, that, to me, is just lack of fundamental baseball. So, I think, you know, that's why – I think the pitching is so key because this offense is going to remain up and down like the stock market and you know they're going to they're going to struggle but I mean right now Schwarber's hot Baez is El Mago is El Fuego at the moment and you know he can't do anything wrong when he's not swinging your pitches over his head yes yes <laughs> if, see but now let me ask you this do you tell him to cut down his swing or no? Well, I mean, that begs the question, would Alfonso Soriano have been Alfonso Soriano if you told him not to swing at balls over his head? I think it's kind of you got to either have to let him be the double-edged sword or try to change his whole approach at the plate. I think we're too far into the season to change his approach. So you kind yeah. of just have to take the bad with the good. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And uh, that kind of leads to my third question: uh, the offensive production from Schwarber and Haywood is this is this for real, or are, is this just the momentary gas for air before they go back under? I think it is for Hayward. Do you think Hayward's I, finally turned a corner? Yes, and if you think about it, what have you noticed? He's driving the ball all over. He's going like today. He had a great opposite field double. He's not trying to yank everything. He's you know, and you can see, and I think uh, if you were watching the Sunday night game on Sunday when we played the Cardinals, Alex Rodriguez brought up a point. He was taking balls in the dirt confidently. I think Alex Rodriguez was the one who said that. And he even brought it up to Joe Mann. He's like, he has a confident look at the plate. And I'll tell you what, if Jason Hayward's able to hit and be confident, he could easily be a 285 hitter. And be a nice little – putting him in the two spot was the best thing ever. And Joe Madden showing confidence in him enough to put him in stressful situations led to that grand slam home run that really hit the throttle for Jay Hay and put him in gear. So now here's my, question, here's my question for you. When that, when that happened, did you want him to pinch it? Did you want Madden to pinch hit for Hayward? Well, as a Cubs fan or as a manager? Because if I'm looking at Joe you know, as a manager, uh, yes, I put, I put, uh, I put Hayward in because I have confidence that his skill level will show itself. Now, as a Cubs fan, I was screaming at the TV, saying, "What are you doing, Joe Madden?" But if okay. I was the manager, I would have made the same decision. So same I guess thing. that's a yes and a no. As a Cubs fan, I hated him until I loved him. You know. Mm-hmm. Did you did you love him when he was with Atlanta and hit that three run home run off Zambrano one opening day? 
Yes, I'm writing an article about that, taking everybody back through those painstaking memories of the 10-run first inning that ended Zambrano's career effectively. <laughs> Damn, you be, you're harsh, man. <laughs> I mean, he, he stayed with the Cubs for another year, but that ended that ended Zambrano's career. I mean, man. You know where he is right now? Uh, he, he ended his career with the Phillies. Who's he coaching with? He's in the Dominican. He coaches on the side. I think he runs like a like a like a morgue business or no? Uh, what do you call those? They sell the tombstones. He's an undertaker. Yeah, that's <laughs> or his family or something. I read an article somewhere. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. All right, Matthew Ong, the Onger, who's a writer at the Wrigley Report. Where can they find you on Twitter, Matt? You got it. You can find me at Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S underscore A-U-N-G. All right, Matthew, I appreciate you coming on. We will be talking to you soon. Take care. Uh, Anytime, buddy. Thanks. And we're joined by Ryan Tadich, the elite analyst. Ryan, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing great after we won a series against the evil Dodgers. Um, got some quick questions for you. First, let's take a look at uh, Lester's dominance versus what we thought he was going to do this season. Uh, how do, you, do you think Lester's got enough to be the backbone of the team? He's settled down as the veteran to kind of lead this elite rotation Cubs have. Uh, yeah, he's been – Nothing short of phenomenal this year. It's kind of a weird season for him because you look at him and he's going out there and he's very, very effective. Um, I mean, what, nine? This was his ninth win. He's nine and two now. He's got the third lowest ERA in the National League at 2.10, but he's not striking out a lot of guys. Only one strikeout in the game today, and he's averaging only, I think, like uh, seven and a half, eight strikeouts per nine innings or something like that. So it's down from his career numbers. And I just saw something today, too. His fly ball rate is at, like, 38%, which is a career high for him. Um, but he's getting out. Um, and, and he really, you know, came up big for the team today. You know, the bullpen has been used a lot over the last couple of games. Morrow goes down. Um, and he was able to go out there and go seven innings and throw 118 pitches. And, uh, you know, they looked like they had nothing against him. The Dodgers were, weren't going to get much going with him. Well, the, the unassisted double plays really helped. And they, the, the, do you think the defense can sustain Lester uh, into the postseason at the rate he's given up for fly balls? I mean, absolutely. I mean, he's got to – I think Lester, um, you know, the fly ball thing, you know, obviously wind's blowing in today. It was cloudy, kind of foggy at game time. A couple of those balls hit probably go out. Um, on any other normal summer day at Wrigley, but you play to the elements. Um, and Lester probably knew that, you know, it was going to take a ton to get the ball out of the ballpark today. So he knew that if he gave up a couple fly balls, it wasn't going to be a big deal. Um, but we know this defense is good. They got gold glovers all over the diamond. Um, and, you know, we've seen at times where the defense has struggled a little bit um, and hasn't been at their best. But today they were probably one of the best defensive games you'll see them. And I think it's only going to keep getting better. Um, clearly, you could see that, you know, um, before Hayward threw, the, threw Taylor out at the plate, you know, they didn't want to run on Schwarber. Um, uh, 
So, you know, it, there's an effect there where guys are going to stop running on you know, Schwarber and Hayward if they're going to keep throwing guys out. Hendricks gives up home runs because the wind's blowing out. Lester only gives up warning track pop flies because the wind's blowing in. Do you think the weather's going to have an effect on this team going into the playoffs that, that could be beneficial or or really hurt us, depending on which way the wind's blowing? Or do you think the pitching can get that under control and keep the ball down to where the fly ball to the warning track is not going to have an effect on whether or not we can make it back to the series? I think the weather always is going to play an effect, and I think you got to play to the elements. Um, it's been a strange season offensively for the Cubs. I mean, they're leading the National League in runs scored, but then, you know, can't score anything with guys on base. They're really not hitting for power. I know Schwarber has hit a homer in the, you know, in the last two games in a row now, but overall not really hitting for a lot of power. Um, and part of that could be, you know, that, you know, the weather conditions at Wrigley haven't been all that uh, great to hit home runs in. Um, but I think the, I don't think the weather is going to have a huge effect on things. I, I don't think the Hendricks giving up all those home runs is merely because of he's pitching on days when the wind's blowing out. You can tell that he's just, he hasn't been quite the same this year with his pitches. Um, and the way he's pitching, uh, he's pitched well. Um, but I think he'd be the first to tell you that he hasn't, uh, has been as sharp as you would expect him to. And I think that's part of the reason why he's given up, uh, you know, so many home runs already. So after we've seen Monty make some starts, do you think it's time to, to, to act, act accurately say that Chatwood as a swingman once Darvish gets back? It's hard to say, but Mike Montgomery is definitely making his case. I mean, every day he goes out there and he just continues to impress. I mean, now five straight starts where he's allowed one run or less you know, and gone at least six innings. I think his first start was only five and two-thirds. Um, but he's gone six and all the other ones. So the Cubs definitely have something to uh, to evaluate. And Darvish is, you know, getting real close to coming back through a sim game today. Probably going to throw a, a minor league rehab start they set him. Darvish, he said he thinks he might have. Are uh, not back in the bullpen already, so you're probably looking at maybe one or two Montgomery before they got to make and Chatwood as well. They got to make a decision on what to do there, but uh, it's going to be hard to take them out of that rotation, no doubt. I just I'm I don't have any com- I don't I don't see any benefit to putting Tyler Chatwood in the bullpen, not until he gets his walks under control. So I'm for keeping Chatwood in the bull in the rotation because to me. He- so he's not he, – he doesn't actively serve as a – Purpose in the bullpen. Not if he's going to come in and walk, guys. Um, stuff so lock he in got for it, a couple innings like Monty does. So you're saying we need to keep the effective wildness of Chatwood to the, the best possible place for the defense to pick him up? I mean, yeah, I just – I mean, I guess if you start him in a clean inning, it might not be that bad with him out of the bullpen. I just, I, I don't, if he came in like yesterday in the 10th inning with the bases loaded um, and two outs, you know, you're worried that he's going to walk somebody. Um, and I don't know if you want him in those situations. If he goes to the bullpen, you're spending 13 $14, 15000000 million 
essentially for a guy that's going to probably pitch during mop-up duty, you know, when a guy doesn't uh, – or piggyback off of Montgomery or something like that. I don't know well, I don't know what the Cubs are going to do. It's, it's an interesting Jason dilemma at this point. During the seventh game of the World Series, so I don't think that's going to be such a big write-off for Tyler Chatwood if he goes the way of Brett Anderson, that, which I'm not convinced he will. Um I'm thinking Joe Madden's the infamous patience of Joe Madden as a manager is going to keep him in as long as possible until it's blatantly obvious that Chatwood is a liability. So three quick questions. Uh, the key yeah, to the wins, I agree. Uh, in this series against the Dodgers, more because of the offense or more because of the defense? Uh, well, I mean, the offense didn't really score a whole lot. Um, so I think it's more on the defense and the pitching. I mean, outside of the, you know, Justin Wilson blowing the save in the ninth inning, they had pretty solid pitching all series. Um, didn't really score a whole lot. Um, you know, two runs, three runs, four runs. So what? That's nine runs the entire series. Um, but when you have good pitching, you don't need to score so a whole lot the, of runs. So yeah, pitching and, and defense won that series. Speaking against good teams where you're not going to see the 10-15 run uh, 15 runs on the scoreboard, but you eke out three, four runs against quality starters. I think we're getting there. It's not quite there yet. Um, they couldn't figure out Rich Hill yesterday, but they can never figure out Rich Hill for whatever reason. Um, but I was very impressed with their approach at the plate today against a guy in Ross Stripling who hadn't lost a game since April. He had a very, very high strikeout rate, a very, very low walk rate, and they were able to, you know, scratch across a couple of runs against him and, you know, get him the loss. Um, so, but they have to do that on a more consistent basis against pitchers uh, like that. Um, but I think it's moving in the right direction. You don't need to hit 300 with runners in scoring position. I mean, you could do like, look, Rizzo in the what first inning hits a bouncing ball to the right side, the run scores, and you you know you manufacture a run. That's what they gotta they gotta find ways to score runs, and that's what their the 2016 offense was so good at it. Even if they weren't you know coming up with big clutch hits, all the times they found ways to scratch across those runs, and that's what Last they need question. to do. And uh, if they could do that, they'll be they'll be perfectly fine. Output, are they for real, or are they just coming up for air before they go back under? Um, I think it's for real. I, a guy like Schwarber, um, you, you, we know the potential he has. You know what he could do, Schwarber. Um, and he's had a lot better season. Of course, you'd still like to see his batting average a little bit higher than the 245, 250 that he's at. Um, but he, he looks a whole lot better at the plate. And Hayward, now we're starting to get into, this is, you know, what, about three weeks a month now that he's been hitting like this. Um, hopefully he's turned a corner. I know as they, you know, they said on the radio the other day, he's not going to continue to hit at this pace all season. Eventually he's going to hit another slump again, but hopefully this will, you know, he'll, will uh, make him a lot more consistent the confidence um, in terms of his, his uh, approach at the plate. For the major league roster is everybody slumps, but as long as the slumps are, are shorter period of time and they're smaller to where you eke at a single, maybe a uh, bunt on base rather than aiming for the home runs or turning to warning track fly balls, then they can survive with him in the number two spot. Because I really think confidence is the key for Hayward. They both, they're, they're both Hayward and Schwarber, their keys are strike zone awareness. They're so good at knowing where the strike zone is. It's just the Schwarber getting, uh, stopping, trying to hit it over the wall and just 
go for a single or double, and Hayward getting his new swing intact to where he can catch up to the fastball. I think we're starting to see the fruits of those labors, and hopefully this puts us back into an offensive powerhouse position as opposed to scratching off some runs. Well, that's Ryan Tavis, Yep, I completely agree. writer for the Wrigley Report. Where can they find you on Twitter, Ryan? Uh, Twitter at Ryan Tadich, uh, uh, T-A-D-Y-C-H is the last name.